0: Good morning, live from Charlotte. Uh, this is Drew Strecker from Cross Point Alliance Church. And uh, we've been doing this morning Bible devotional uh, called Living as Sojourners in the Time of Coronavirus. And uh, we've gotten here to the end of Chapter 1 of First Peter. Um, we're going to be looking at uh, the, the last four verses of First Peter and the first three verses in and. Uh, 1st Peter 1 and the first three verses in 1st Peter chapter 2 this morning Um, so we've been talking a lot about what it means to be a sojourner and the reality that we have to set ourselves apart uh, in a sense from the world Uh, we still live in the world but we are resident aliens Uh, we are temporary residents as it were here in this world And so this morning, we're talking just a little more about what that means. Um, And he starts out by saying, now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. Let me pray for us this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time to dig into your word. We just ask that you would open our spiritual eyes and ears, our hearts to see and hear and understand what it is you have to say to us this morning. Jesus' name, amen. So as we look at this verse, um, what's he talking about here? Well, in spite of all the winter going on in the world around us, because of this virus, spring is still in the air. And here he's talking about that spring, that start of new life. He's making a connection here in this these verses about being purified, between being purified and or be, being made holy by obeying the truth and loving others deeply, sincerely, from a pure heart. And he goes on here to talk about being born again or starting that new life. Um, this is a spiritual birth instead of a natural birth. And we're not born of perishable seed, but imperishable seed, which Peter says is the word of God, the gospel. Now it's interesting here, he uses two pictures, one of human biology and the other of botany or plants, plant life, study of plant life, um, to talk about what a perishable seed is. And he compares this or contrasts this to the imperishable seed that gives us new life in the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And so this is what he's talking about here, this imperishable seed. The question here is, are you nurturing the gospel? He's using this growth metaphor of nurturing, of of planting, and and, and in a sense, harvest, but Are you nurturing the gospel in you so that God grows that new life in you? This is kind of the question we have to ask ourselves as we approach this passage. And as we're looking at these these final four verses here in this first chapter, you've got to ask, is that true of you? Is that imperishable seed at work in your heart and in your life? Should we move over into chapter two here? He says, therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. So if God is nurturing the seed of the good news of Jesus in you, then you have to remove the rocks and the weeds out of your soul. These things he's talking about, the things that are a result of fear and sin in your life, malice, which is a desire to inflict harm, revenge, All deceit, meaning all lying, all lying to yourself, all lying to others. Hypocrisy, being two-faced, double-hearted, double-minded. Envy, jealousy, I think you know what that is. Slander, slander is all sorts of unkind speech. And you could even say, with all this list, all sorts of unkind speech and action, the kind that lacks integrity. These are the things that he's inviting us to to remove from our lives, and to understand that this new life makes us like infants, creating a pure spiritual milk of the word, that as we feed on the gospel, we grow up into the full experience of our salvation. This isn't about earning salvation. We can't earn our salvation, but it is about appropriating our salvation taking hold of it and saying, if we're people that are saved, if we're people that have accepted this gospel and are being nurtured by this gospel, then the things that are getting in the way of the gospel, the rocks and the weeds, have to be taken out. It's the only way we can continue to appropriate the fullness of our salvation. It ends with this phrase, Now that you've tasted that the Lord is good. When you've tasted the Lord is good, you cry out for the delicious nourishment like a baby longing to be fed. The holy life that comes from perishable seed activates us in this ability to love others deeply. Once you remove those relational rocks and weeds we spoke of earlier, notice the weight isn't on the other person. The weight is on you. And working with Christ to have a pure heart that grows out of good news the good news story that Jesus has planted in you. Ask the Spirit of God to reveal Himself to you and what, what work He is still wanting to do in the garden of your soul. Has the imperishable seed already been planted? Have you tasted His goodness? Do you sense a craving in you for more? Why or why not? What weeds and rocks still need to be removed so that you can experience the fullness? of salvation. So we finish out the week. I'm grateful that you've been with us. Uh, I hope this has been helpful to you. We'll be back on Monday with more in chapter 2 of 1 Peter. Blessings and have a great weekend.